Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome everyone to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is December 14th, 2022, and we have got a lot to talk about. And so today's going to be a little bit special because I am going to not just talk about finances. I am going to answer a couple of pressing questions. So many of you know that I'm an ex-financial advisor on a purpose, ex-financial advisor, because I would love to talk and speak my mind. And as a financial advisor, I couldn't really do that because I was bound by laws and regulation and things of that sort. And so as Lynn Richardson just got finished talking about putting a plan together and talking to an actual professional to help you execute that plan, I totally concur. I also, in the last several days, have received phone calls and emails from friends that are asking, yes, I know we need to be investing in Bitcoin, but what else should we be investing in? What else should we be taking a look at? And in order to determine those things for yourself and your family, you've got to really know what's going on around you on the macro. We always talk about the macro. So today I'm getting in between the macro and the micro so that you all can kind of understand what is getting ready to move the market. And if you're looking for something to invest in or not, as opportunities come your way, you'll think about this show today and what the trends are the trends are and how the trends are happening and maybe how or what you need to be investing in aside of Bitcoin, aside of your 401k, your stocks, your annuities, your insurance and all of those other things. And so I'm going to go through some things today because we are approximately 16 days from 2023 and we're about 12 days till Christmas. And I am just going to continue to ask you, as you think about Christmas, there are some new things that you can do. You can actually have a loved one for Christmas as a Christmas present, download a free edge wallet, and you can actually give them $50 worth of Bitcoin or $100 worth of Bitcoin. It's just the amount of Satoshis that they'll get at that particular time. And so it's a great Christmas gift. And those of you who have grandchildren and younger children that are on their cell phones all the time, they can actually watch how their Christmas gift actually grows in value and also goes down in value and um, they can just continue to watch it and you can have them uh, take a look at it and see what it does in the next year. And so there's all kinds of creative things that you can do with Bitcoin as far as giving it 
to your loved ones in place of an actual gift. And that's what I'm going to do this year as well is for individuals that I have to do like a Santa exchange with at different organizations that I'm involved with. I'll be giving them $25 worth of Satoshis. And so that $25 worth of Satoshis, in my opinion, is going to go much further very soon than any $25 gift that I could bring to a Christmas party. And for those of you that know Crypto Blockchain Plug, we typically have a crypt must party and um this year we won't be doing a crypt must party but we are going to have some fun and we're going to do some things on social media and be giving away a couple of gifts and things of that sort so just stay tuned for that and for those of you who have already written in to say congratulations for the 100th show that's coming up on friday we've gotten your address And you will be getting your surprise gift in the mail from Ahead of the Crypto Curve. And we're, again, so grateful that you are listening. And so if you want a a small gift, a tiny gift, (laughs) a fabulous gift uh, from Ahead of the Crypto Curve, you can send me an email at not... It's actually Roberts at gmail.com. Again, Roberts at gmail.com. Now you have to provide your address so that we can send it to you, but we will definitely get it in the mail to you. And that's because we want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening and being a supporter of not just ahead of the crypto curve, but the KBLA platform as well. So thank you to you. And we'll get those gifts out later this week. And as you know, Friday is our 100th show. We will be live on Instagram. We'll also have some people in Clubhouse that'll be listening along because that's kind of where we started. We started having everybody listening to me through Clubhouse on KBLA. Kind of a weird situation, but that's how we were able to bring our audience off Clubhouse into KBLA. So we're excited about that. So since it's the 100th episode, we're going to do it again and get people to download the app. And so this Friday will be the 100th show. And we're going to have some good stuff. Uh, to talk about on that day as well. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to get our quote. You're going to get just a little bit of our market update. And then we're going to talk about interesting things about the market and who is going to move the market and what that looks like very, very soon. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So let's jump into the market update really quickly as it relates to cryptocurrency. And so Bitcoin right now is trading at $17,826. It is up, ladies and gentlemen, 0.34% in the last 24 hours. And in the last seven days, it's up 5.96%. Ethereum is trading at $1,311. It's down in the last hour 
but and it's down in the last 24 hours, but it's up 6.37% in the last seven days. So a couple of people have often asked why Bitcoin is different prices on different exchanges. And so I just want to take it, uh, just take a few seconds to answer that question. Uh, Bitcoin's prices vary just like bread varies from different grocery stores. So you can go to Whole Foods or Gelson's and bread is almost double what it is at Food for Less, even though it's the same brand. Let's take Home Pride because I like Home Pride. Um, And so Home Pride can be $3.50 sometimes at Food for Less. But when you go to Gelson's or one of the other stores, it may be close to $6. And that just happens. That's because the store has the ability to set the price. And it's also what people are willing to pay for that loaf of bread in that particular area. And so um, what I did today was to show you how much of a change the price can be on different exchanges. Now we always, and I'm meaning my exchange always goes with spot prices. So spot prices are what are typically on the uh, coin market cap or something like that. So right now, this second, as I'm looking at it, if we were to sell Bitcoin, it would go for 17,827. Now, when I click to look at some of the other exchanges, Um, what you must know is that Kraken is at $17,986. And then you've got, um, you've got Gemini that is coming in at $17,903. And so, All of these exchanges have their own price and it's based on their fees and what they want to add to it or what they want to subtract from it. And I want to continue to say to each and every one of you, because um, people have the option or exchanges have the option through their algorithm to change by the second is really hard for you to pinpoint what you're actually paying on an exchange. And I remember one time I had a gentleman that called me. He didn't call me. He was on Clubhouse and he kept raising his hand to talk. And he wanted me to pin down all these fees that he was paying on Gemini. And he wanted me to explain, like I was a worker for Gemini, why he clicked the button to buy Bitcoin at one price. And then by the time it got on the other side, the price of the the Bitcoin was totally different. And then all these other absorbing fees that he could see that was being taken out of his money to purchase his Bitcoin. And so we all need to be aware that some exchanges charge way more for Bitcoin than other ones just because they can. What are you willing to pay? What are the users of the platform willing to pay? And that's exactly what they put up. So varying prices come down to a few things. So if you hold on a second, I'll get to you. (coughs) So uh, first is the liquidity. 
Bitcoin trading volume can be massive on larger exchanges, such as some of the ones that I just got finished talking about. Kraken, GDAX, Gemini, Bitfinex, um, but much lower or smaller exchanges like mine, we're able to actually charge closer to what Bitcoin is actually being valued at because we are doing this um, on a much smaller scale. I'll just say it that way. And because we're on the smaller spell on a smaller scale, and because of the fact that people actually interact with us on a daily basis, meaning phone calls, customer service, and those things, we can't really try to, or we shouldn't anyway, but we're not trying to um, really create any issues where people would have customer service issues where they're emailing and emailing and there's no resolve. And a lot of people just give up and just say, okay, it, it said that my Bitcoin was 17,500, but I wound up paying 18,200 and I've sent 10 emails and nobody's done anything, anything about it. And then by then Bitcoin's price has changed either up or down and people just say, forget it. And that's what they They've been doing for years. And so uh, those differences um, in supply actually a- affect the price, but it also just affects how far some of these ex- exchanges feel like they can take advantage of you. Second, there's actually no real established common way to price Bitcoin, which means nobody really knows what it's supposed to cost. The price is just based purely on trading or again, what someone is willing to pay. So in Nigeria right now today, Bitcoin could be 48,000 $622, according to what I'm reading, and right here in the United States is $17,200, give or take. And so because people in Nigeria are willing to pay more, they're going to charge more for the Bitcoin. And they're doing this around the world. And it's just like anything. You can have a piece of gold and somebody is willing to give you more than it's worth somewhere else because of their access to it. And so the third thing, moving money across exchanges can actually be messy, as you have seen in the last couple of weeks and heard yesterday because of the indictments. And it can be inefficient and a lot. it requires a lot of collateral to actually do it efficiently. Um, That means it's hard for traders to arbitrage differences across exchanges. So what is arbitrage? Arbitrage is when you buy something at one price. Let's just say I bought Bitcoin at a flat $15,000. And then I'm looking across all these different exchanges like Kraken and GDAX and Gemini and Bitfinex, Bitstamp. And then I try to sell it to the exchange that is getting the highest price for their Bitcoin. And so a lot of people just sit around all day and use Bitcoin to arbitrage. So they're, they bought Bitcoin for a certain price and they're trying to sell it just to get those small incremental differences. And they do this all day as a business. And we don't, we haven't talked much about that, but there are people that do that. 
Um, but that's really time consuming and very stressful. And then again, after you finish dealing with the algorithms and the, the fees and things from not just the miners, but from the exchanges, you have to see if this is really worth your while to be sitting up arbitraging Bitcoin, but you absolutely can do there. Uh, you can absolutely do that. And so, um, that's that's pretty much the explanation as to why there are price differences with Bitcoin. Everything that you buy has a price difference from store to store. But the only thing you can't do with Bitcoin in the exchanges is do what we do with the best buy or a target and have them price match because it does not go down like that. The cheapest price does not always win in the Bitcoin space. So that is what I am going to talk about on that. So the other call that I'm getting are people that are asking me, Naja, should we be buying gold right now? Should we be getting into the Airbnb market? Should we be buying property out of the country? Should we be doing this and should we be doing that? And the answer to all of that is yes. I would say continue doing the things that you're doing, but add Bitcoin to your portfolio. I've said this over and over again. I'm not a financial advisor providing financial advice, just sharing with you what my husband and I do for our family, our future grandchildren and children's children's children, uh, because it's time for us to build a legacy. And so because I've been in financial services for so many years, I've seen so many things as it relates to trends and ladies and gentlemen, trends are actually what move markets. And so as an ex-financial advisor, I have always done a presentation to any of my clients, letting them know that timing is everything. And just like today in cryptocurrency, timing is everything. And that's why we're sitting here today listening to ahead of the crypto curve. If you're like most people, and I'll admit, even like me as sometimes, sometimes you don't look at certain things because you just don't really want to know the truth. And so if you're spending way too much money and you think you may not be able to cover the charges, you don't look at your bank statements or open up your uh, banking app to see where you are until it's kind of too late because you, you know it's going to hurt when you take a look at it. If you suspect a relationship is going south, some of you don't even want to look into it to see what's going on. Or if you're trying to lose weight, now this is the one I am guilty of, and I cheated on the food I was supposed to be eating. I do not want to look at a scale. I just don't look. And what I've seen so many times before as a financial advisor, when we would get to people's homes, my husband and I would ask them to pull out their 401k statements. And ladies and gentlemen, I cannot even express to you how many Los Angeles Sheriff's Department em employees, well, they were sheriffs, deputy sheriffs, um, and police officers and teachers that we serviced had not even opened their financial statements for their 401ks for 
years. And when I tell you we have gone in houses where people have pulled out drawers of unopened statements from their 401k because they don't even want to look at it because they're afraid to see what's in it. And it's not a good deal at all because you have to inspect what you expect. And I'm going to say that again. You have to inspect what you expect. And in a few Uh, In a few minutes, we're going to go over some trends and some things that you need to know as we take steps to stack our Satoshis. But not only that, try to figure out what else we need to be involving ourselves in and where we need to be headed as grown and sexy investors uh, and some of the things that we need to be paying attention to in and around our community, in and around the world, and just some of the things that are happening that are happening. So um, if, and I don't have to tell you already that not looking over things does not make things better. In fact, delaying information and, um, it, and not facing the facts almost always makes things worse. So I need to just ask you some tough questions today. If you need to be honest with yourself, if you really want to have some success in your life, if you want to achieve your dreams in life, and if you want to help me save my people from financial slavery, uh, we've got to do some things different. And so As we move towards 2023, I'm going to be rolling out a couple of things to help you really understand money, trends, uh, maybe some possible things that you can be doing that will give you the biggest impact and help us change the world. So it's not some harebrained scheme that I've come up with. I'm just going to share facts and show you and talk to you about some of the things that we can be doing. You're always going to get your crypto, but I also want to just make sure that you're paying attention to some of the things that we have not been paying attention to in our community because we didn't know that we should be paying attention to it. And so what we're going to talk about today Uh, Just so you can begin to open your eyes and pay attention to everything that's going on. Um, I used to talk to most of my people about uh, in the financial services industry about the market. And we know that the market is ripe for change. Right now, we're in the middle of a digital revolution. And this digital revolution is going to be led by financial visionaries. You're going to have to be the financial visionary for your family. And so uh, what we're always supposed to be doing is looking forward and knowing what the consumer needs and wants before they even know it themselves. So a lot of you may not be business owners. You may be an employee that's going to work every day and that's absolutely fine. But what we want to make sure is that you're continuing to think about ways to get your family ahead of some of the things that are coming. And so um, what we have to take a look at and what we have to model 
after is what happened with the baby boomers. And we're going to talk about that baby boomer generation because there were 78 million people that were actually born between 1946 and 1964. 78 million people. And they actually moved the markets. And we're going to talk about that because there's another generation that is coming or is here, ladies and gentlemen, and they're going to move the market. They're going to move this crypto space. And so uh, we're going to talk about just what they're going to do, what industries they're going to take out of here, what markets they're going to blow up and I want to make sure that everyone that's listening on KBLA is ready to uh, position ourselves to win so when we come forward after news traffic and sports this is KBLA talk 1580 a safe place to go loud loud place for progressive politics KBLA talk 1580 less BS per broadcast fewer microaggressions per KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So we are going to get into some cryptocurrency news. But before we do that, I just want to share with you some of the things that are going on, some trends that you need to be paying attention to and exactly why. So I stated before, as an ex-financial advisor, we always looked at the baby boomer generation to figure out what we should be doing and where we should be positioning ourselves. And so I'm going to give you a quick illustration of that. And then we're going to talk about present day and what we need to be doing. So there were over 78 million People born, as I stated, between 1946 and 1964, we called them the baby boomer generation. And so that's where my mom is. My mom falls in that. She was born in 1948. Now, with that being stated, um, they hit the baby market as babies, obviously, and that's where Gerber made its name. And so as those babies grew up and started playing with toys, that is where and why Mattel Toys came out and made a lion's share of money. And then as they grew into adolescence, Uh, Fast food was big to them. So that's where McDonald's got its head start from. And then by the time these children got into uh, the beginning of high school or the middle of high school, there was a car that came out and it was a 1964 and a half, 1965 Ford Mustang. And we all know that car well. But these baby boomers were the ones that brought light of day to that car because everyone wanted one. And then as they grew up and they went into the military or they stayed at home and got good jobs, they then went to buy houses for their families. And so there was a big, huge real estate boom that went through this United States. And that, again, was compliments of the baby boomers. And then they hit age to retire. Now, my mom's been retired about 10 years, and most of them have. And so we were in the financial services industry banking on the fact that individuals were going to start retiring and they were going to need to move their money from their 401ks, annuities and things of that sort into some other type of 
uh, investment opportunities. And so we thrived in the financial space just on the baby boomers because they were our promise to make millions of dollars because we had some money to move or not. It just depend on when they retired. Um, but that is what we built our whole business around was the thought or the, not the thought, just the fact that these individuals, 78 million of them would be retiring and we would be able to roll the money over and make the lion's share of the money in the financial services space. So here we sit in 2022 for old money. Retirement is still where most of those financial advisors are sitting and uh, I'm going to say salivating, waiting to get you to roll over your money out of your 401k, et cetera, et cetera. And one of these days we'll really talk about what that looks like, what the breakdown is, why they are so adamant about helping you move that money is because they get paid a whole lot. So we'll talk about that one day. But right now, there is a new group of people on the scene. And if we're going to do anything substantial financially, we have really got to figure out how to get ahead of this thing. So we've got the Gen Xers and the Gen Zs that are out there right now. And it is estimated that in the Gen X, now remember I told you there were 81 million baby boomers but there are 65 million uh, Gen Xers right now. And Gen Zs um, are not far behind that. So you got the Gen Xs and the Gen Zs. But the Gen Zs may uh, really prove to be what we actually are watching as we move through this next, I'm going to say five to 10 years because these millennials, as they call them, the, the generations are, they're one of the largest generations in this United States population with an estimated 72.19 million people born between 1981 and 1996. And so let's explore what it actually looks like, what they may help Uh, Because what the future of finances is and what they're actually talking about or doing has all to do with some of the other things we need to be doing in conjunction with saving or stacking Satoshis. So should you still buy a home in today's market? Um, I took a look at some statistics on the Business Insiders and it told me that this Gen Z group has 143 billion to actually spend. That's their spending power. And they have accounts around the world that are approximately 40% of all the global consumers. So this is a pretty big group. Even though its youngest members are about nine years old, they're buying things. And uh, this is pretty Interesting. So what are the Gen Z's actually going to, what industries are they going to get into? And I'm going to say save. I'm going to stick my neck out there and say, what industries are the Gen Z's going to save because of this spending power? And what 
industries are they going to absolutely destroy? And the ones that they're going to destroy are some of these business opportunities that we need to stay away from. And so the Gen Z's, in my opinion, are going to revolutionize the marketing and the advertising thanks to uh, the power of social media and their ability to create and actually track the shifts in the trends. And that's what I'm talking to you about today. And so these influencers actually help shape some things that are happening in the economy. And this was not before there were no options available to do that, but they're here to stay and they're not going anywhere and marketing and advertisement because of these Gen Z's are going to do phenomenal. But what industry on the flip side, are they actually going to uh, destroy? (laughs) And I'm going to say it is going to be uh, printed media. Uh, industry that's already been struggling for years, the Gen Z's could actually come in and nail the coffin on print media because they're not buying magazines. They're not, even when they get books right now, they're getting eBooks and they're getting books that talk to them. They're not sitting around doing what we do, which is why when you look up and you look around, Barnes and Noble is disappearing. There's few of them out there. A lot of the newsstands on the corner, unless you're in New York or somewhere, they just don't exist anymore. And so uh, they prefer reading everything on their gadgets. So as you're looking at getting invested and trying to figure out if you need to save or help someone that has a print media business, that stuff is going away. And so, uh, and that is a fact. That's not just me talking. And so one of the other industries that they're going to save are these, uh, travel Gen Z's have taken the opportunity to work from home and they can be almost anywhere in the world. The global travel slump caused by the COVID pandemic Um, allow tourists to stop going around the world. But if you listen to a lot of these Gen Z's, they actually were looking to find a place to be and relax while COVID was going on. And a lot of them found themselves all over the world and still there because their employees, employers don't know um, that they're in another country, but the Gen Z started entering the workforce in significant numbers five years ago. And in the next decade, they will become the biggest part of the global workforce. But, um, there's something that we need to know about the Gen Z's and their work ethics. And we'll do that when we come forward. This is KBLA talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. So some of the things that our Gen Zs are not going to get involved in or hold jobs in are actually skilled trades. There is going to be a lack of in individuals that are interested in having some sort of skilled trade. We're talking about mechanics. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about all the things that we used to do 
uh, or have in school that they're not offering to anymore. And so school is partly to be um, school is partly to, to blame for taking all the things like home economics and shop out of schools. But there is no one really trying to wrangle our children in to see if they want to even dibble and dabble in some of these industries. And so there is going to be a lack of skilled trades out there. And so it's really important that we understand that. So if you are looking to get into some sort of business opportunity uh, where you can garner enough talent to actually have a Uh, a brick and mortar location of any sort. I'm even talking about retail. They're going to be destroying those industries because they shop and they do everything online. And so not only are they not getting these jobs or preparing for these jobs or getting skilled, skilled up in these different areas, there's just, um, there's just a real lack of our Gen Z's actually getting off their cell phones to do anything. A lot of people, I've even had employees that are supposed to be doing tasks and they tell me they're doing these tasks solely on their phones. They're not even opening up the computers uh, to work. And it's just, it's, it's a, just a different mindset that's going on. And I was going to say before we came forward that the mindset of some of the workers, if you talk to people that own businesses that actually have employees that are in, uh, in house, we're finding that it's so hard to find good help because individuals are not going to work oh. like we did oh. where Can I look at it now or I should look at it later. Um, I think we're getting a little bit of feedback. Um, but what, what is happening is that, uh, they're not going to work for 40 years. They're probably going to work for about 40 days because they're thinking about working for you and where they're going next or what upward mobility they're going to participate in with another company or with your company, even looking at whose job they can take over right now, as opposed to really focusing on the tasks at hand. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, there are a couple of more um, things that the Gen X's are going to be dealing with and saving. And we know that the digital space is definitely going to be enhanced by the Gen Z's because that's all they do in this digital space. So as we look at if our investment or our time spent learning about this new digital space is warranted, it absolutely is because the Gen Z's can save and will save, um, Anything that has to do with digital currency because they're used to using it and they're looking forward to it and they're investing in it and they're actually researching it. So if you're in that space or in this particular space with blockchain and cryptocurrency, you're in the right time, in the right place at the right time. But also energy, the they have the power to really um, to really take off with this energy 
uh, that is becoming more efficient and is drastically different than what it has been in the past because they need to charge everything, mainly the device that they hold in their hand. And we're going to come up on these electric cars. And so there's a lot of things that we need to learn about the energy sector. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll jump into a quick uh, update on Sam Bankman-Fried, and we will get into our daily dollar cost averaging. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. All right, welcome forward. And so we're going to just do a quick Update: Sam Bankman-Fried was in court today in the Bahamas, and he was actually denied bail, and uh, he's being held until February of 2023. And something interesting happened in the court that I actually got an opportunity to take a look at. His mother actually laughed in court when her son was called a fugitive. And so I don't know why she thought that was funny, but she kind of chuckled when they called him that. And then while the proceedings were going on, his father, whose name is Joseph Bankman, actually put his fingers in his ears a couple of times as if to drown out the sound of the proceedings. And I'm a little bit confused as to why these two parents thought this is a joke and they were just, I, I don't know, not taking this serious at all. But both of the parents are actually faculty at the Stanford Law School, and um, they are, I, I know that they're not representing their son, and they have some attorneys that are doing it, but I'm, I'm just assuming they know the law better than probably anyone and should have been talking to their son about some of the things that he was doing. But nevertheless, uh, he has been remanded back into custody and he's going to stay in the Bahamas being held uh, on on no bail, actually, until February. So we'll see how that turns out and all the things that they uncover. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to do our daily dollar cost average. I say a DCA a day keeps Poverty away and a DCA stands for dollar cost averaging. We buy in the good times and the bad times, meaning we buy in the highs and the lows to just kind of even off uh, our purchases into Bitcoin. Same time every day. You can do this once a day, once a month, once a week, whatever fits you. Please never invest more than you can afford to lose. Uh, this is my way of dollar cost averaging by cutting out my Starbucks purchases and I'm now making my medicine ball at home and I'm taking that $6 that I would spend on tea and actually putting it into purchasing Bitcoin or Satoshis. It's the same exact thing. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And I continue to say that because we've got new people that are listening and they will text me or email me and say, hey, how do I get the, that Satoshi stuff and how do I get that Bitcoin stuff? So we got to know it's exactly the same. And so as we open up our wallet, we're going to click continue 
you. We're going to pick the designated wallet that we're going to put it in. It's going to be my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. And I'm going to purchase $6 worth of Satoshis today. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are doing the same on your own time. We are at the top of the hour and we're making way for the D.L. Hughley show. I want to thank you for rocking with me on Ahead of the Crypto Curve today. Please follow me on all social media as Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no periods, just Naja Roberts. And we will be celebrating live on Instagram on Friday as we do our Friends and Family Friday and we will be in studio just really enjoying ourselves so you can watch us live on Instagram and if you uh, want to register for the ledger and me one two three please send me a email at asknajaroberts at gmail.com asknajaroberts at gmail.com this is ahead of the crypto curve on the unapologetically progressive KBLA talk 1580 KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm Doug Davis, and here's the latest.